is in the know for Thursday, August 24, the 236th day of 2023. There are 129 days left in the year. Good morning. MB guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. First debate last night. We'll talk about that. We will also have day number 14 of Where's Quacky. It will be your chance to win with the ducking hunk of regatta. That and a whole lot more coming up today. You're on in. The nose settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. I actually just just now received some news that I'm going to be a guinea pig for something. You're going to be a guinea pig yeah, for something. Yeah, in the school systems. Okay. I will keep you all. Tuned in. As, right. I assume as, I get as, to know more after the show. Yes, today. Good. as it progresses. Uh, so correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Uh, that's the second dress you've had on today. Third. The third. Okay. So I, I saw you earlier this morning and you had another dress on. And yeah. I thought, wow, that dress looks nice on her. And then I looked at you on camera just now. and like, that's not the dress I saw you in earlier. No. So just um, did anything get stomped this morning or? No. Okay, you just decided to change. All right, very, very uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I just I wasn't feeling it. This looks nice as well. It's just not what I expected no. earlier today. <laughs> um, if you could pick any car from the movies, okay. like any car made famous in a movie, do you have one in particular that you think you would choose? Like America's most desired car is the Aston Martin DB5 from the James Bond movie series. I have to watch it to know. Okay. the uh, There's the bullet car, <laughs> which is the Ford Mustang GT390 from, I think, um, well, from Bullet. That's the movie. The Mini Cooper from Italian Job. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. And then Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. Ghostbusters None of those movie. are on my list. No. I would really have to think about that. I would like um, the movie Bad Boys. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence drove some really cool cars in Miami, so I would like probably one of those, maybe a Lamborghini or something. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How did you not pick the car from Dumb and Dumber? That is a good one. I could see you driving around Litchfield in maybe, that. Maybe because it said car, and that fits in the RV category. Being with a Winnebago, dog on possibly. Yeah, with the dog in. I mean, it's an RV. You could live in that, I suppose. You're monitoring the heat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, football pu- push back already for tomorrow night. Yes. Right as of, you know, 9.09 a.m., it is going to be a 7.30 p.m. kickoff tomorrow against Marshall County. So if you're planning on coming out and cheering the Cougars on, which you should, because the, the team's pretty talented this year, playing a good team from Marshall County, uh, make sure you come out at 7.30 instead and try to beat the heat. Pushing it back 30 minutes uh, for the and kickoff if, time. And if you, the heat's too much for you, then you sit home and watch with us. Sure. Can the team do that? Can it be so hot for the team that they can just stay home and watch? I, I think if I ask Brian Jones, he's going to say no. Okay, gotcha. He's going to say no. Uh, do you? So, uh, but I do know that they were practicing late last night 
uh, I think, uh, like under the lights and so on, which Pe- makes a lot of sense. Teams really don't have any choice. They either go super early or go super late. Yeah, because I think week. Edmondson County yesterday, I, th- I saw a picture from our, you know, our good friend Kyle Pierce that he posted a picture that they were out at about 6 a.m. So it's it's kind of each team taking. So it's it's just you and I. Will they kick it at 7.30? I don't know. I, I really, like, I, I was thinking that they were going to automatically go 8. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I know when I was talking to some of the people, the decision makers earlier in the week, they were they kind of immediately said 7.30. But I know that there is kind of the wild card, too, is it's, like I, I think I mentioned yesterday, is it's not like this is Edmondson County making a 35-minute drive up or Breckenridge County making a 35-minute drive no, down or something. Hour 15 at least. Two hour. hours. It is oh, two, it's hours. two hours. Yeah, two hours, two hours Marshall. to Marshall County, probably every bit of it. Well, uh, yeah, especially on buses. Um, that probably don't have air conditioning. Well, yeah, well, they, I think they do. I think the modern ones do, I think. maybe. I mean, maybe I've not been in one in a while. Um, so I just don't – the reason I ask you, and again, we're trying to keep this down home because I don't want anybody to really know we're talking about it, but it's not going to be that much better 30 minutes later. So that's why I was just going to Now, the one pro is, is that sunset is about 730. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess about. that could help. So I guess that yeah. might be part of it. But, I mean, there have been some games pushed back, too. I've even seen some kickoffs closer to 9 o'clock. Yeah. But um, are, have you seen any 9s in the central time zone? Uh, there's been some talk in the Owensboro area that they really? might go. About I've nine. seen 830 for sure in, in the central time zone. Well, it's going to be dangerous today. Dangerous heat will peak to end the week. And while we enjoyed a little bit of a respite from the humidity yesterday, it returns today. And we're going to see uh, heat advisories, if not uh, excessive heat warnings, depending upon where you are. Today we'll see a high of uh, 97, and it will be humid. The feels like it's going to be around 107 today, maybe even as much as 110, the closer to Louisville you get. Mostly clear, a low of 80 tonight, and then a high of 98 for tomorrow. Then only 90 on Saturday, uh, but it well, will it will feel better on Saturday. Like, you know, the next Cougar football home game is next Friday night. It's only going to be 88 that yeah, day. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it could yeah, feel great. But, of course, you got the fair next week and all that stuff. But the, the forecast for the fair does actually look good. Uh, which you about expect what you would expect for late August and early September. I did get to see the debate last night. I, uh, I just recorded it and then caught up. I was a little surprised there were commercial breaks built in. So it took me about, you know, an hour and a half to clear a two-hour debate. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was really fun seeing the candidates uh, spar and go at it. They jumped on the new kid. They really just uh, waylaid Ramaswamy quite a bit, just saying that he was basically too young or he was inexperienced. And he's, you know, kind of anti-establishment. Everybody else on the stage up there has been elected to an office. They're a political insider. They have uh, networks. They have fundraising machinery, et cetera, et cetera. Ramaswamy is out here going, I, you know, I don't do any of those things. And so it was easy to pick on him. I heard him say right before the right before the uh, show today that he um, he overexceeded his debates. It was his first ever debate at any level, any political debate. There he is in the middle of the stage. So it was, it was about what you expected. Um, yeah, they they did have a hard time maintaining control over the debate for a while. I just read an article of takeaways and so on. I didn't watch a single second of it. And <laughs> that was one of the things that was one of the takeaways is that the moderators kind of struggled. Yeah, it was hard, especially that many people. So. That's where it's 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 wild to me that we're not in the technology is that, that they just have like a little mixer in front of them speaking in our as far as a board. Mute. To just <laughs> mute their microphone. Just turn yeah. it off. Mike Pence needed to be muted several times because he was – 
he was instigating, but he's also fighting from the bottom for a guy that was vice president of the United States. He should, you would think a former vice president would be polling better than he is, but uh, he is not. And it was just funny. You know, they put the, the ones that poll the best in the center of the stage, and then they work out from there to the lower ones. Did, so on the edges, you had the North Dakota governor. Did he stay on the Asa, entire time? Asa Hutchinson. He did. Well, I don't know what he did during breaks. They did do the side-by-side coverage where you could see what was happening on the stage during the breaks. And they all left the podium. Well, most of them did at various times, and then they would come back and reconvene. So they didn't really have to stand there and chit-chat with one another during the break. So no punches were thrown, and that's, you know, that's good. Uh, the, the, most inter- the most interesting part of the night was the section on Trump. You know, and they basically just asked him individually about Trump, et cetera, knowing that he was watching. And uh, Brett Bear called him the elephant not in the room, which I thought was kind of funny. It's like... Hey, no, no fat jokes. Um, speaking of Trump, he is going to uh, surrender sometime today in Fulton County, Georgia. It's at his leisure. He can do it on his time. Giuliani did it yesterday and got his um, got his new glamour shot made and then <laughs> bonded out on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond. That guy used to be America's mayor. You know, yeah. it's. Uh, I just love that the that because legally the Trump mugshot will have to come out. Yeah, uh, and he's had a couple of them that have been out, um, and he's and, he's frowned in one, he's smiled in one. I don't know what you're going to get. Well, then I, get I love all of the people that are trying to predict what's his actual height, what's his actual weight, because <laughs> they have to like yeah, they have to get it. Mm-hmm. Can't they just borrow it from another? I guess he's been weighing in frequently enough now. He's not having to go to the doctor for checkups. He's able to monitor his weight by his bookings. Like, oh, I dropped two pounds from the last time I was uh, arrested and booked. A Litchfield man with multiple felony convictions has been arrested. This happened last night about 6.40. The uh, sheriff's office deputies responded to the 1600 block of Cave Mill Road served an arrest, to serve an arrest warrant on 49-year-old Ronald Kerr. He initially fled on foot, but uh, after being ordered to stop, he obeyed the command. He was, uh, according to the Department of Corrections, was convicted in Grayson County in June 2021 on possession of a controlled substance. He is on probation until July 2024 lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. ECTC's Litchfield campus will host a dual credit night uh, informational event for students and parents. They will host six dual credit informational events throughout September for current and future dual credit students and parents. These are an opportunity for parents and students to learn all aspects of dual credit at ECTC from the classes offered to billing and scholarships. And uh, each dual credit night will host one school district. Students must register in advance and provide the number of parents and guardians attending with them, and a light meal will be provided. The event for students who attend Grayson County Schools will be September 26th from 4.30 to 6.30 at the uh, ECTC Litchfield Campus on Carroll Gibson Boulevard. So uh, be prepared. I was speaking with uh, Cindy Carmen earlier this week. And she mentioned that new for them this semester, they actually have dual credit students on campus for the first time. And this semester, it's two days. And then I think next semester, it goes to four days that they will have uh, high school students on their on their campus, which changes the dynamics a little bit. You know, you got kids that. Well, I always liked when I mean, we had Barry Williams come in a couple of times and he Mm -hmm. seems like he'd be a real fun guy to. Talk to you. Well, go ahead and mark your calendar. He'll be here about the third week of September. So oh, we're looking nice. forward to Look, looking forward I'm to that. Sure I have something very yeah. returning. Okay. Uh, I was reading. We spent some time yesterday talking about that new bridge project down in Evansville. 
that they're going to try and get federal funds. It'll be Kentucky and Indiana, in this, in this case, the way that they're doing Kentucky and Ohio on the Brent Spence Bridge. But anyway, I read a news story that I don't want to get, uh, get really far into because you can find the same information online. But I did think it was interesting about the Brent Spence Bridge. Its design in 1963 was 80,000 vehicles a day, mm-hmm. and it's twice that now. At least oh, twice that. I think it's. I think it's like two hundred forty thousand. I it, think is what it is. This says it carries over over double that. So mm-hmm. we're so we're at least north of one hundred and sixty without a doubt. But it says that another key metric that I thought was neat. It is the it is a key part of the highway network between Canada and Florida, because it carries two north to south interstates. It's where seventy one and seventy five come together cross the river, and then they diverge from there at some point to the south. But it says that it carries $2 billion worth of freight every day and $700 billion a year, which is 3% of the United States' gross domestic product. I believe it. That's a lot. So they're building a new five-lane. But do you know exactly where it's going? That's a congested area because they have to, to build the, new. Appro- the the Brent Spence Bridge as it is now is going to be converted I, to local only traffic. I, I I I think that the new bridge is if you are looking if we are in Kentucky mm-hmm. looking at it I believe it's going to go on the right side. So closer to Paycor. Correct. Okay. And well, yeah, the Reds. The so reason on. I wondered is because Kentucky is responsible for building a new six-mile section, Correct. a new section of approach across the river that doesn't disturb the old bridge. So what I call Death Hill down there, Cutting you know, it's, it's, yeah. well, it, when you start <laughs> down to toward yes. the river, all that's going to have to be reconstructed to take you to the new bridge. So that's going to be a big project. But learned a little bit more about what's going on in Henderson. And uh, more details are out today. And then they are also going to try and finish the Mountain Parkway, which, to call it a parkway, at least 10 years ago was being courteous. It really wasn't a parkway. It was a... Uh, it's getting closer to it, It's though. getting closer. The They're extending it 13 miles beyond Salyersville to US 23 near Prestonsburg and widen the entire roadway to four lanes. So that's good. Honey, well, do you remember when we went to Salyersville? Not really. I mean, should I? What would have been pertinent? In a while. Why? Why? Well, we got off the Mountain Parkway uh, on our way to Pikeville. Okay. And, oh, and we had to get gasoline. Sore? Yeah. Oh, and do you know why? I felt completely out of place because we did not have a dog box in our truck. Among other things. Gun rack. We to- might have had a gun rack. You don't know. Tobacco. Tobacco. Uh- <laughs> it was just, there was a dog box in every vehicle. I noticed it, that. It was something. What were you doing in Pikeville? We were going to the KBA convention. Oh, it was out there that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're switching around now. With about three weeks until contracts expire with Detroit's three automakers, the head of the UAW says bargaining isn't going well. So if you somehow are connected to General Motors, General Motors, of course, has presence in Bowling Green with the Corvette plant. Ford has multiple facilities in uh, Louisville and in Jefferson County, so they are going to try and work that out. But... Um, the deadline is looming, so could be a UAW strike as a possibility. Uh, where did I go? I lost my George Lindsay story. Well, I got a picture of him. Does that help? Must have not printed it out. So I, George yesterday, George Lindsay, uh, veteran of our building and, and friend of the show, he announced yesterday on his, it's either a story or a reel, 
or maybe both. I don't know. I don't I, know. What those I, are. I didn't see it. So, so uh, he posted that he on the, his, their show in Houston yesterday morning. He shared with his co-hosts that he had been invited to be the grand marshal of the Labor Day parade, and he had accepted. But I had to comment and ask him: Was he aware? Did the mayor mention to him? That some of the honors bestowed upon the Grand Marshal now include scooping up after the horses. Mm. And he told me that that Mayor Miller left that part out. Mm. So, so I told is him he that still in then? I to, yes, he's already he's already accepted. Uh, I told him that they've moved the Grand Marshal carriage from the beginning of the parade to the end, so you can just scoop up the horse manure as you go through the parade. Mm. I'm sure he's really excited and, about that. And the candy pieces that get mixed in. You know, and they go through and scoop of that all, and they just get it all together and makes for a really nice casserole. Well, I saw, it, what's he throwing out, Werther's Originals? Isn't <laughs> yeah, that what Werther's. He yeah, he's throwing out Werther's, which is, yeah, it must be a very Caneyville thing. Everybody in Caneyville loves Werther's. My granddad loved Werther's. I mean, it's just, it's just the way that it goes. The ACC is progressing toward westward expansion. So a few weeks ago, you know, they were courting or at least floating the idea that they might take Stanford and they might take Cal and they might take SMU. And then they backed off. They said, oh, no, well, we don't know about that. Well, it turns out that was really just a test balloon. It was to float that out there and see what type of reverberations they get back because that deal is closer to happening than what you might have thought a week to 10 days ago. So the ACC may still yet be expanding. Got to Love great going from Miami to Palo Alto, I think, is where Stanford is. Sure. You can go from putting your toes in the Atlantic Ocean and putting your toes in the in the Pacific Ocean and never leave the ACC conference. Makes sense. Otani, uh, Shohei Otani got his pitching season shut down last night. The Reds swept two from the Halos. One was a... One was a makeup game. They played two yesterday for a rainout on Monday, Monday. because of the hurricane, oh, tropical, yeah, storm, tropical storm, whatever we wanted to. Went all the way up there. Correct. Uh, um, so they play, ended up just immediately canceling that on Monday and doing the doubleheader yesterday. They beat Otani in game one and then picked up the win in game two as well. He'll hit the rest of the season, but no more pitching. He got a torn lig- ligament in his elbow, but uh, Red's happy to get two from the Angels. Yeah, I was really disappointed, though, because I, I had one eye on it while I was working, and I was excited to see him pitch because I've never seen him pitch against the Reds. Oh, I see. And I was excited to get to see him, and I was a little bit, I mean, well, Reds won, which was a good thing. One but of those games started earlier, even though it was out west. Correct. Like at 3 o'clock yeah, or something. Yeah, gotcha. All right, got to get to a break. We'll come back. Where's Quacky? Day number 14. You may be the latest winner. We'll tell you. Coming up here on In the Know. Today is Strange Music Day. I've made some strange music before. It's primarily before I could learn, like properly learn to play an instrument is when the strange music occurred. It is Peach Pie Day. Okay. I like that. Me too. It's Can Opener Day. I have, the ele- I have the electric one. Listen. I can't do it as a lefty. Whoever invented that, yay. Um, I still marvel that it, I only learned four or five years ago that we were using can openers incorrectly. Um, I do them where they are parallel to the can, and really they're supposed to be perpendicular. You turn them on their side, so you should not get the lip. The way that they were designed is to give you a smooth edge at the top of the can rather than the lip that keeps all the SpaghettiOs from coming out properly. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I have the one that you just put on there. You press down, and it spins it around myself, and it just pops right off. Yeah, but do you have a beveled edge, or do you have a smooth edge? I mean, relatively smooth. I mean, it's not like it's... If you turned your can over, would some spaghettis get stuck coming out? I There's no way for me to turn it over in the... No, when you go to pour the contents of the can out. I mean, the lid completely comes off. Okay, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I just, it's an electric can opener. So you put it down and it just cuts it all the way around and then the lid pops off. The electric can openers that I've used in my life, though, still do a little lip around the can where it pull, it does not pull the top edge of the can off. It cuts the center of the lid no, no, open no, no, and pulls no, no. it this, out. This one goes all, this all one like cuts around like the, the exterior portion it, of the. Good. Okay. So that's, that's what I had not known for a long time when I changed the way that I did it. It'd be like, like taking a lid off a Yeti kind of so thing. everything pours right out of there. So I'd been doing it wrong. And maybe because it's of my left-handedness. Which is why I perhaps I'm purchased... still doing it wrong. I just purchased the uh, the electric one because I can't do the left-handed. I didn't, by the didn't, way. It doesn't work. It didn't convert me. I still opened them the old way and still get my SpaghettiOs stuck in the edge of the can. And I had to turn it that way. Like, come on out of there, last little spaghetti. I don't drag out the electric one unless I am doing something major. Yeah, nor do I. I And even anymore, uh, if, I don't, if I make that cowboy caviar mm-hmm. or the redneck caviar that has all those cans, mm-hmm. we got so many pull tab cans now that are helpful, mm-hmm. but then I, I still use think, the hand version. I don't even think I own a regular can opener. Really? Because everything I can do is on the electric one. Okay, but you do know that you need to have one, right? In the event of no power or... That's what he got a Swiss Army knife for. That is, oh, my. Okay. I've, I've opened a can with a knife before. It took about 25 minutes. But That's it, not a knife. It should be like your survival, like <laughs> I think I do, but and. I think I do, but we'll, uh, we'll tackle that problem when it happens. Today is also <laughs> waffle day. I do like waffles i read and i don't do i have it here no i didn't i did not pull it um something that alaya elizabeth might like they are now putting um fruity pebbles in lego in egos fruity pebble egos fruity pebble ego waffles she won't eat those she won't what what if they were um lucky charms she won't eat uh, no, okay. I, I don't think so. Well, so she will eat the Mickey Mouse waffle, but that is a totally different mm-hmm. type of waffle because it is not hard. Any type of Eggo waffle, because it's not as thick as the Mickey ones, they're <laughs> hard, and she says it hurts her mouth. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see. Hurts I understand. Here are the weekend funny tweets from parents. Quacky? Oh, yeah. Day number 14 of Where's Quacky? Um, Andrea Hatfield knew... That Quacky spent the day yesterday at the holler. See Quacky looking down in the holler there over at the over at the courthouse. What I call the new courthouse, you know, because we have old old medium and new courthouses. And then you can see the basketball court over there. So Quacky has uh, his rollerblades on and he's getting ready to take off down into the holler and cross the bridge and come up the other side. So congratulations, Andrea. You have a duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Here's day number 14. Tell us where Quacky is spending the day. Hmm. Uh-huh. Something tells me somebody in this room uh, definitely knows uh, where that is. Where's Quacky spending uh, the day today? This photograph appears on our Facebook page. 
Make sure that uh, you go over there and put your uh, guess in the comment section and tell us where Quacky's spending the day. And this time tomorrow, you may be the latest winner in Where's Quacky. And also, tomorrow is the morning that I start naming names. Yes. The roster. By the way, I had some movement yesterday, so yes. that's good. Uh-huh. But the uh, the <laughs> roster, uh, the roster is on its way to me, and I will be using the roster to determine who's not on the roster and whose name will start getting called. So I move the needle. Let's see. By four, two, three, two. So what was that math? Four, two, you just three, named two, numbers. nine, I eleven. Wasn't knowing eleven. Okay. I didn't know. I needed so I moved the needle by eleven. Okay. Well, that's good. In about twenty-four hours. All right. Let's make sure and get those you. ducks. You've got adopted. to drop drop at least one name right now. I, I don't. No, I'm. I don't no? feel comfortable in doing that because yeah, I've uh, not seen the roster. Right. Well, d- does I would it? dare not drop. I I <laughs> will not drop somebody's name and then later find out they were already on the roster. But right. don't they need to? That would adopt more in that case. No. No. If they've done their part, I'm satisfied with that. I'm not going to quibble over the number of ducks that you sponsor. I mean, if you want to be a cheapskate, fine. But uh, <laughs> I feel like there's, just participate. There's a few that if only only adopted one, you'd probably throw a little bit of a barb at. I'm not going to whine too much over that. I'm just trying to get people to do something. That's all. The weak and funny tweets from parents. Raising children is an adventure. My life as a dad wrote, my five-year-old woke me up this morning to tell me she's upset because her one-year-old sibling woke her up. Is this the circle of life I keep hearing about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. I hide from my kids wrote, took my eight-year-old to the museum and she asked if every picture was the Mona Lisa. Then when we left, she made sure to tell people in the line on the way out don't bother. This museum doesn't even have the Mona Lisa. <laughs> How old was this kid? Eight. I love it. <laughs> um, one awkward mom said, I don't normally like to brag about expensive trips, but I did just get back from the grocery store getting gas and signing my kids up for fall sports. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, expensive trip. Julie Burton wrote in a tweet, and this is kind of hard to hear. It's a tweet that's hard hard to hear but easily read. But uh, she crafts it this way. The PTA room mom messages, we need some volunteers for the class par. And she says, me, plates and napkins. <laughs> yeah, right? Are you the mom that when that you need volunteers? You call. It's like calling front seat in the car. Yes. Plates and napkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't want to have to come in and. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Real life mommy wrote, I put the principal's name down as the emergency contact on my kids back to school forums since he can respond fastest without missing work. It's <laughs> not a terrible idea. No. I have a feeling the principal may already be there. Mom of two wrote the day my toddler started asking, what's that? Was the day I realized how little I know about everything. Oh, it's true. (laughs) It is. They look at you for so long like you know everything, and then they start asking the questions you don't know, and you see the realization on on their faces that mom doesn't know everything. Disappointment? Yes, it is. (laughs) Marcy G. wrote, Parenthood is so crazy. We're really out here just getting bullied by the people we made. Well, you're doing it wrong. Maybe maybe you are doing it wrong, without a doubt. 
I saw an interesting infographic today on house guests when people come over and some of the rudest behavior that house guests commit. 65% of Americans have told a guest to make themselves at home and regretted it later. (laughs) So we've had a bunch of people like that have had to be at our house that don't live there and that we don't know. And I have no, caught myself multiple times saying, I just make yourself at home. And I'm like, I don't really mean that. I mean, don't, don't, don't treat, don't treat our home like I would treat our home. Or, you know. But it just comes out. Like, ah, just make yourself at home. You know, so you know the way around. Do whatever. Take the socks and shoes off. Put the feet on the couch kind of thing, right? I hope not. So the infographic says. But you said make them at home. Who makes the worst guests? 42% friends. 39% siblings, 37% in-laws. Well, I was going to say family as a as a group I thought would have been a lot higher on that list. So you mentioned taking shoes off. I saw this story again on Sunday, on CBS Sunday morning, about the age-old debate, should guests take off shoes when visiting a home? So this is one of those things where... It's not political in any way, so it's a very interesting discussion about do you wear shoes in your house or do you not wear shoes? Your house, your rules. That's right. Uh, But it's interesting how in different cultures. So I saw a man of Asian descent, and he said that he went to, we'll say, Tokyo to visit his grandmother, and he was coming from the States, and she he walked into her house and she just got all that, she got all up in arms and said you just trampled across my heart because he wore shoes into her house and so in the asian culture it's very much take your shoes off etc and then usually you put like slippers on yes that's right and so that's what they say that is the hos- hospitable thing to do is you take off your your uh uncomfortable worn shoes that you would like to get out of but here are a comfortable pair of slippers mm-hmm. but then it's a very i noticed there's a geographical influence based upon the story i saw the other day that in the south we wear shoes in the house on average more than people who live in other parts of the country and i'm not entirely sure why that is but Apparently, above the Mason-Dixon line, people are more likely to, when they go in their own house, they take their shoes and socks off. I do both. It depends upon what I've got going on. If I've just come in from doing something and I'm going back out, I don't take my shoes off unless they're dirty, they're muddy, they're Mm -hmm. whatever. But I also could just be equally walking around the house without shoes on. It is rare to find me without something on my feet. Yeah. That's right. Unless you're at the beach. Stand it. That's yes. my dad. My dad doesn't ever oh. not have. And see, for me, is Mm-mm. when I get home, if I know I'm home for the day, mm-hmm. usually it's socks and shoes off, and then we just go from there. Okay, so, so you're barefoot. Mm-hmm. Sam, the home you grew up in, mm-hmm. when you came in the door, shoes and socks off. No, no, you could wear your shoes in the house. But I mean, grew up with. 35 animals pretty much in the house between dogs, cats, and everything. So it was kind of one of those things that the dogs were going to track the mud in anyways, so it didn't. I'm wondering if that's the South, if that's the reason that in the South, more agrarian society, more gardening, more you're just in and out more, you're 
farmhouse type of mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if that's what drives to that or not. But in the South, we're more likely to wear shoes in the house than uh, people in other portions of the country. So there's there's no real uh, rule, and it's not political in any way. It's slightly cultural, geographically based, but it says hosts are free to make the rules. It's your house. Let's do whatever you like. And so, you know, people go to do it. They go to take it off when they uh, don't worry about that. But a lot of times they will go ahead and do it. So it's yeah. like whatever you – if you – you won't be insulting me by taking your shoes off when you come into the house. Unless you got some stanky feet. That's well, – yeah. Can you leave your feet over there? I mm-hmm. guess is what I might say. Krispy Kreme has launched its first ever pumpkin spice doggy donuts. National Dog Day is Saturday. And Krispy Kreme will de- debut for uh, dogs, pumpkin spice doggy donuts. You, will Will Yukon go down and get cookie cooks some of these? I would think so. He's not He's not a real animal lover if he doesn't. I think we got to call him out on it. At least 26 people in the 11 United States have been sickened by a salmonella outbreak linked to turtles. I saw this story on the news last night and puzzled me for multiple reasons. So the CDC has said, do not hug, do not kiss, do not get up close to your pet turtle. Because 11 people, it's turtles with shells less than four inches long, are known source of illness of salmonella. Who's who's kissing their turtle? That's That's a good question. But I saw as a footnote on this story, since 1975, these small turtles have been illegal to purchase. In the United States. Listen, I have been told since, I don't even know, probably since I was two or three, that any type of turtle, Mm -hmm. it does not matter, carries salmonella. But I know it is because my mother was so tired of me having box turtles everywhere. Mm -hmm. You thought she was just making it up? Well, I, I know that they carry it, but again, I'm not kissing a turtle, and I wasn't afraid. Yeah. So. But. Did, were you aware that apparently it's illegal to sell turtles like that, those small turtles? That's not the type that I had. That was not it's a not, Well, we bought one like this in Daytona Beach. Yes. So that's did. why I was like. Well, maybe it's so legal that, in Florida. No, it's not. It's a federal law. That's what surprised me. I had no idea that it was, uh, apparently well, it was illegal to sell them. Well, they're still selling them there. They are? I think. I think. Well, in, well a, I don't know a, about Daytona, but gotcha. one of the other beaches, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. There you go. So it was news to me. So that's why I call it. It's a show about knowledge. You learn things. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know Disney World is roughly the same size as San Francisco, California? 43 square miles are what both are roughly the size i mean i know it's large but i never really had a you know yeah. comparative figure to go wow size of size of san francisco i don't know if that makes san francisco small or if it makes disney world just large i'm not not particularly sure there are on chart toppers frequent times when a song will get featured and i mentioned this is one of those songs where it immediately transports you to a place in time mm-hmm and you go, oh, this is like, it was uh, some type of some type of memory, some type of indelible event that you were uh, part of, and oftentimes they're like summer, you know. So, oh, this the summer that this and summer. Here are the twenty most popular songs of summer twenty twenty three, and I 
regret to inform you, there are many, many of them I do not know. They have not made my summer. Anti-Hero by Taylor Swift. I think I know that song. Mm-hmm. Is at number 20. Dance the Night from the Barbie album by Dua Lipa. I know that one. I do not know Fuerza Regida's TQM. <laughs> at number 18. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I know uh, that one either. Yeah, I don't. It's been a big summer for Morgan Wallen. Number 17 is Wasted on You. 16, Boys a Liar Part 2. What, no Boys a Liar Part 1? You already missed it. By whom? Pink Panthers. Pink Pink Pantheress. That's what it is. Pink Pantheress. I like a, is that a girl panther? A pantheress? And uh, Ice Spice. Oh, yeah, good old Ice Spice. Number 15, Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. Okay, I know. I heard of that. Number 14, Barbie World by Nicki Minaj. That's on the uh, and Ice Spice and Aquafina, maybe, from the Barbie album. Uh, Peso Pluma La Bebe Remix. Mm. That one has not been on my iPod Shuffle. Bad Bunny at number 12, Where She Goes. Don't know it. All My Life, Lil Dirk at 11. Don't know it. You Proof by Morgan Wallen at 10. I've at least heard it. At number nine, Grupo Frontera with Un X100 Toe. I don't have any idea what that is. <laughs> At number eight, See You Again by Tyler, the Creator. Okay. Kill Bill by SZA at seven. Luke Combs, Fast Car at six. I know that one. Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire at five. I think I know that one. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, at number four, I'm going to spell this one because I'm afraid it might could go awry. Uh, Gunna, G-U-N-N-A, with the song F-U-K-U-M-E-A-N. Uh, yeah. Go, yeah, don't. You do it, don't. For, you're do, it, do it for yourself. What's that spell? Uh, number three, Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer. At number two, Eslaban Ormado and Peso Pluma with Ea Baya Soya. Okay. I only got the album version of that one. Oh. I didn't have the single. And then number one, last night, Morgan oh. Wallen. Three Morgan Wallens in the top 20 that for the summer of 2020. Five too many on that list, and there were only three. So, uh, big, big, big summer. He even, got a hair, when, he even got a haircut. Does that mean when the summer's over, I don't have to hear that song anymore? I, I'm uh, doubtful, but maybe. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful over here. Chip and Joanna Gaines are getting revved up in their roller skates. They are creating a roller skating dance competition show. It will be featured on Max. It will be the best of the best in roller skating from across the country. Are we all right with this? Is this something we would watch? No. No. No? They are featuring teams from Atlanta, Houston, Las Vegas, Nashville, New York, and St. Louis, and they will be competing for a cash prize. Backward skate. Gubble skate. Is hello? Can I mean, you go? Have you like? Can Misty like? Has she confirmed whether she's not a part of this? No, I have no. I have no way of knowing that she is not. I mean, I can't say with certainty that she, <laughs> that she's not, without a doubt. Uh, Lizzo is counter suing her backup dancers. Lizzo does seem like the type of person that would counter sue. Uh, that's so Lizzo. 
Billy McFarland says Fire Festival 2 tickets are already selling out. I can't believe people are falling for this again. I never watched the documentary. Yeah. So I, I, I saw the one on Netflix. I've uh-huh. not seen the one on Hulu. I think they're very similar, but I can't believe people. I think it's one of the fields where it's either going to be epically great or epically awful. And that's why people. And are, that's why people are uh-huh. doing it. They just want to go along for the ride. But he sold the original. The first 200 tickets were four ninety nine, and then they were tiered up. Then the next, you know, thousand that were sold were seven ninety nine, et cetera. So, but. They don't know exactly the location, and they don't exactly know the bill, like who's going to perform. Like, mm-hmm. well, what could go wrong? Maybe well, it'll be misty on a rollerblade. We have a documentary to showcase what can go wrong. And then Will Levis has signed a new deal with Hellman's Mayo, his his mayo and coffee habit that uh, he first it's not a habit. he first this this says habit. I know, and I, I it's it's it just cracks me. It has scored him a lifetime supply of Hellman's mayonnaise. He did, I read that. He it did it once. Crazy. I bet he's done it more than once. Well, any time he's done it, though, it has been because somebody is like, he's doing it because it's the shit. Sure, now. yeah, yeah. But he's. But he's, I love that, you know, like calling it a habit. It's, it's just more of. Something he did in college, though, has now set him up yeah, you know, for I a professional relationship with Hellman. They were out to, to, like, breakfast with his girlfriend, and I think his girlfriend was like, I bet you wouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. he was pretty much like, well, p- bet I will. I'm glad he chose Hellman's, like, because now I can feel good. I was already a Hellman's person, but now not I'm like, Dukes. No, no, I've tried Dukes. I, I, I just kind of like to stay with Hellman's. I just kind of like what I like. Now gotta, Levi's jeans needs to get on board. I guess. you got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Sometimes you'll run across somebody, they'll say, oh, it's too early to be eating that. You know, you say, oh, it's, it's too early to eat that. What time do stomachs open? Exactly. I'm not afraid to eat pizza for breakfast. Yeah. I will I will do it. That's almost like a, I don't know, it's a victory me, lap on I'm, the previous day or it's something. It's not going to be what it is. It's going to be, it's just too early to eat. It's not going to be necessarily what the food mm-hmm. is. Okay. Also, do you think, though, that we have really done a disservice to a disservice to scrambled eggs by relegating them to breakfast only? Oh, listen, uh, yesterday was uh, breakfast for lunch at school. Yeah, it was. I bet it was mm-hmm. a big hit. Yeah. But I just think that scrambled eggs are of the variety that we should we should make them an option more times a day than just breakfast. I mean, I think they're great at breakfast, but I don't know why we just decided. Sorry, you're a breakfast food. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Old Yukon that that very anti breakfast for dinner? Or am I making that up? That sounds like the type of thing he would do, yeah. but I don't. I'm not sure. I, I feel like that was something he might have talked about one time. I've on been there. working on some new state some new state slogans. I'm going to run through these real quick. Um, just I'm more workshopping them more than I'm not ready to put them on billboards yet. So I kind of r- want to run them by you all. In our marketing business, we sometimes get contracted with states to to do mm. nicknames. Uh, how about New Hampshire? Fifty percent better than Old Hampshire. Think that's an effective tourism slogan? No, I don't know. That would look good on a billboard. I don't know. How about Utah? The I now pronounce you man and wives state. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you've watched Sister Wives, right? Uh-huh. So. Yes. Oh, they have a new season out. I. 
How about um, Tennessee? Fewer double consonants than Mississippi. Well, that 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 is accurate. Yeah. How about Wyoming? Why not Oming? You're getting there. Okay. You're you're getting there. You might need to go back to the drawing board on some of these. Maybe on that one, you don't don't put the Wyoming. You just put why not Oming. And like that, let it, let that stand for itself. You'll have to run that one by Alea. I think she'd need to be the one that would, uh. Would need to. How about uh, picture this on a big billboard when you're rolling into the state, Idaho? Actually, we're not hoes. I like that one. The same thing with the uh, the mines in Eastern Kentucky. Something similar to uh-huh. that. But in a state called Idaho, I think it's very important to clarify because people could get the wrong idea. I'm just saying. TV tonight, Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation continued on ABC. That's pretty much the only thing worth telling you about. Today's highlight of history, this date in 8079, long dormant Mount Vesuvius erupted. The British forces invaded Washington, D.C. and set fire to the Capitol and White House this day in 1814. Congress passed a measure creating the Alaska Territory this day in 1912. Bart Giamatti banned Pete Rose for life this date in 1989. Mm. Oh, birthdays today. Former Governor Mike Huckabee is 68. Steve Gutenberg is 65. Cal Ripken Jr. is 63. Craig Kilborn is 61. Major Garrett is 61. Marley Matlin is 58. Reggie Miller is 58. Dave Chappelle is the big 5 0. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. I would have almost thought he was a little Let's start the yeah, show. Me too. Let's start the show. Alex O'Glaughlin is 47. He plays Steve McGarrett on Hawaii Five-O. And Rupert Grint is 35 today. Ron Weasley. And my father-in-law is celebrating a birthday today. Yes, he is. He shares one with Ron Weasley. I'm sure he's honored. <laughs> he shares one with Dave Chappelle. Gone but not forgotten, Duke Kahanamoku. You've been to his restaurant. He was born this date in 1890. Dukes at Waikiki, Dukes on Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we were going there a second time, but we couldn't stay awake. Yasser Arafat was born this date in 1929. Can we at least get to the chart toppers and play that one? That one was a classic, starting in the late, I guess, early 2000s. Go in reverse order today? Uh, that one was actually in... Uh, or was it late 90s? It was 99. 99? I was going to say, I couldn't remember what... All right. Let's try to go to 54... The Gaylords with the Little Shoemaker. Sadly left off the summer of 2023 songs. Mm-hmm. I think we just need Cook Ranch Music to do a cover of it and bring it back then. Did you hear the section this morning they were playing with the AI where they've taken like Johnny Cash... And Johnny Cash's voice, AI sings, I'm a Barbie girl. No, you pretty much take now any artist from history and make them sing about any song. All right, now learn something this weekend. So, wait, you're saying that I can make Dennis Cooks sing like the Bee Gees? Mm-hmm, you can. Ooh. All right, might, might 1963, Alan Sherman was number Hello, one. Mother. With Hello, Hello Mada, Hello Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada. 
So I did not know until this weekend. I was watching the documentary. If I leave you tomorrow. Here we go. With Joe Spivey. It's the next verse. Poison Ivy. You remember Leonard Skinner. So because Leonard Skinner was in this song and Leonard Skinner was their PE teacher, they named their band Leonard Skinner. I knew the P.E. teacher part. I did not know that Leonard Skinner is actually in Hello Mudda, Hello Fada, even though I have heard that song many, many times. Interesting. So, uh, by the way, that documentary is leaving Netflix September 7th. So if you want to see If I Leave You Tomorrow, the Leonard Skinner story, uh, watch it before the 7th. And if you watch PBS, the last show with... uh, Gary uh, Gary Rosington was at the Ryman Auditorium in December, and PBS was there to capture it. So they were celebrating 50 years of Leonard Skinner, and the very last show they happened to be doing at the Ryman, and PBS caught it, and you can watch it on uh, KET in KET's app. Long Cool Woman, The Hollies in 72, Greatest American Hero, Joyce Garberry in 81, Next to You, Next to Me, Shenandoah in 90, Smash Mouth All-Star in 99, Chris Brown Forever in 08, Despacito in 2017. Okay, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Uh, Nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. Nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jime MB, and now you're in the know.